and welcome back to another episode of the TV That Changed Me podcast. I'm Beth Watson and today we're talking about Peep Show. On this show, we believe that as well as being raised by your parents and learning new things at school, your most important education comes from TV. And that's what we're going to be talking about today with Matt Hoss. The things that he did learn and the things he definitely shouldn't have learned about masculinity, morality and being an outsider from Mark and Jeremy on Peep Show. So let's get to it. Hello, my name's Matt Hoss, uh, and uh, yeah, I am a comedian, broadcaster, presenter, uh, writer, uh, author of a book, and uh, podcaster as well. Some people call me the jack of all trades, and definitely a master of none. <laughs> Very nice. I didn't realise you had a book, actually. Yeah, uh, well, it actually came out, I finished it in lockdown, actually, and um, I, uh, I just self-published it, and it's a sci-fi book called purify which is about the environmental end of the world uh it's, uh, it's yeah it's just one of those things where i just wanted to uh try and write i would love to become a, a full-time author but um yeah i think uh i'm just happy to finish a book really i think it's really impressive to finish a book thank you <laughs> that takes dedication uh to which is something i'm the best <laughs> at so today we're going to talk about peep show yes and um you know what this is this is the podcast i've been waiting for my whole life yeah i mean like a tv that's changed my life what a what a great scope but as um I, i'm sure you won't mind me mentioning but in the emails beforehand i really struggled trying to pick one show you know like i think one tv show that really changed my life it's very difficult because I used to watch a lot of TV in my teenage years, and so it's kind of hard to pick one which kind of uh, changed changed everything as an evolution. But I kind of feel Peep Show is a great place to kind of anchor all the the themes of that. So we might kind of go off in some slight tangents in the podcast there, because with other TV shows kind of linked to it. But I think Peep, Peep Show is like the main frame, the kind of like the central uh, hub of my uh, my love uh, for uh, comedy and my uh, my knowledge about uh, uh, all sorts of things. And it's, uh, yeah, and also things it shouldn't have taught me, but it's ingrained in me anyway. So just for any listeners who might not know Peep Show, because occasionally people have actually been surprisingly listening to ones where they've never watched the show before, which is not something I envisioned. Um, <laughs> so for people who haven't watched the show, can you let me, can you explain what's it all about? Firstly, if you've not watched Peep Show, uh, just like, uh, I don't care how much you love this podcast, pause it and watch all nine seasons right now, right now. Don't, don't, don't hesitate for a second. No, uh, what, <laughs> what it is, it's a comedy show, uh, which came out in, uh, I think, uh, early 2000s. It's... Um, the idea of Peep Show, it follows Mark and Jeremy, who are two uh, like flatmates in London, who uh, one is uh, very cynical and quite uh, quite right-wing, and the other one is a uh, happy-go-lucky musician who doesn't really pay any rent. And uh, they're kind of the... Uh, they, you, each season kind of sees them going and going around their life. It's quite awkward humour, quite uh, quite abrasive in that way. But what it is, the, what makes it so unique is that uh, 
the reason it's called Pete's show, um, not for any like uh, salacious reasons, but certainly it, it, what it is is that there'll be certain shots where it's done from point of view. So uh, it looks like that the camera is looking like it's Mark or Jeremy uh, or someone else, and uh, it will see you'll hear the inner thoughts of Mark and Jeremy, and uh, uh, only those two. But you get to hear, and what it does, it adds another layer of comedy there because uh, Mark will say something and Jeremy will say something in his head to counteract that as well. But it's why are they not saying it out loud? Why, why are they saying it in their heads? And and also it shows how truthful they're being. Or and yeah, it's it's a fantastic comedy device which they've uh, yeah, it's 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 brilliant and definitely just before of, of its time as well. It definitely, I think it paved the way to a lot of interesting comedy as well. Def- yeah, I would I would one hundred percent agree with the fact that it paved the way, especially because I think that kind of awkward we're not sure if we like the main character genre yeah. which is now i think you see it in shows like fleabag it's actually fleabag is really because we did a show about fleabag recently that's why it comes to mind <laughs> yeah but fleabag and peep show i think they've got a lot uh, in common actually yeah i i, I definitely <laughs> feel that um fleabag's relationship to the camera and to the inner thoughts is different for sure but also because I think with Fleabag it's more of like a, a wink and a nod and it's a willing uh, inclusion of the fourth wall uh, but also uh, with Peep Show it's kind of like it mo- it's like involuntary if anything it's like they don't know that they're kind of uh, their thoughts being tapped into if you know what I mean and it's uh, yeah it's unfiltered in that way and, uh, and Fleabag is still unfiltered but it's uh, uh, it's done with, to, to a different audience I suppose and uh, yeah I, but yeah Peep show, uh, but I, I find it really interesting how you say that, um, you know, like, do we or do we not like the main characters? Because, like, I, yeah, it's it, it, when I was younger, I watched it when I was, like, uh, 12 and 13, and, uh, uh, and it's hard to get, like, a nuanced point of view at that time and especially when you're learning about comedy but I kind of grew up with these two characters thinking yeah these two are awesome you know what I mean it's funny they're, they're always very funny you can kind of see when they've done something bad but also like I think there's some things which are inexcusable but the nuances of what they do and how they bef- behave it, it kind of stuck with me for a while and it, and I'm watching back uh, later on in my life so actually this, these two are absolutely horrendous human beings like not, and I did know that before but it's like it weren't a aware of how bad they actually are do you know what I mean because they do some absolutely horrendous and uh, especially by 2021 standards like they they are not okay <laughs> that's so funny because uh, uh, there's a really funny like tweet about that which is you know somebody's writing a character and they think oh I'm gonna make them so flawed and everyone's gonna see the nuances in this character's psyche and then actually what happens is most people watch it and they think oh this is amazing I want to be just like them. yeah absolutely <laughs> and, yeah. Then, and actually it's not until you have a bit of perspective that you're like actually is that character a dick and I've kind of been really like modeled myself in my life on them absolutely like it, it's it's so yeah absolutely and I find it's really um like troubling in that way and um yeah, because uh, I'm not sure if you want to go straight into this kind of aspect of it, but uh, yeah, I um, I think the, the other option I was going to talk about, but it does really link with Peep Show in a very significant way, is that... Um, the way I felt very most strongly about that was uh, in to Ted Mosley in the in a uh, How I Met Your Mother, like how uh, Ted's character in that. I loved How I Met Your Mother, and I thought, oh, Ted's such a romantic kind of guy. He's really kind of cool, you know, like he he's living his best life. Uh, but 
in retrospect, he's one creepy guy. Like he is so grim and gr- like just totally abhorrent. And it, like it makes me feel like sick that I wanted to be Ted when I was younger. And I thought like because I've I've got quite a. I, I got quite a romantic heart, I think. And so, and doing these big gestures when, uh, as a kid, like, wow, oh my God, I can't believe you could do that. And also, but if you were to do that in real life, and even in the show, uh, it's kind of really grim, you know what I mean? And Peep shows exactly like that as well. Like, um, there are things which both of those do, which, because of the comedy, they just kind of move past it very fast. But actually, they, like, the things that they get over so quickly uh, is like to a sociopathic level. The other, yeah, and the other character in How I Met Your Mother, who is also a bit abhorrent when you look back, is Barney. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, what is he doing? Like, he's always deceiving people into sleeping with him. Like, it's really stressful. Absolutely. I feel with Barney, you're certainly more on the nose, because even at the time, it's like, oh, Barney, what you like, kind of thing. So it, it, he's intentional, and also he's intentionally, like, in that way, but also, with, mm. but with Barney, um, he's played by Neil Patrick Harris, who, um, who is, uh, like, who is such a lovely person and uh, like yeah he's uh, uh, the first from a womanizer possible really and uh, I feel that um I feel that uh, famously gay yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I, I didn't mean in that way but like uh, cuz <laughs> but um but also the same with kind of a uh, um I feel that that a lot of people who play kind of those those douchebag kind of like uh, the the stiffler roles uh, the um, yeah. uh, like those are the people who actually the actors are really lovely in real life. Do you know what I mean? Or uh, the personas uh, in in public life are far nicer to, than the people they portray. Uh, but yeah, Barney 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 was uh, always um, a piece of work. But that's but that I think that's the chemistry between those is actually I think what makes it more harder to digest because with Barney you're like like obviously that guy is like he's uh comedically too too much uh and too horrendous and uh, deceiving but with ted he's almost worse because he's more subtle about it and it's more longevity like uh, ted mosby finishes his life in the same way he was uh, like 30 years ago where at least barney has growth or and uh, through like yeah, through some more, and I know it's different. I know we're not talking about how I met mother, but the rule and principle still applies to Peep Show uh, in the same way. Yeah, and actually that's a good point because Jez is the sort of like stiffler character in Peep Show, isn't he? That kind of like grimy. <laughs> Again, let's define a stiffler character. So stiffler is obviously from uh, American Pie. American Pie. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to explain a bit about Stifler? So, um, yeah, uh, the kind of concept of American Pie, it's, uh, I think it's five um, kind of uh, different, five different uh, high school characters trying to get laid uh, before prom and uh, and Stif- uh, the, the most of them are sweet boys or a bit nerdy or a bit awkward, but Stifler is the outrageous kind of jock type who is a... Uh, um, who is perceived to be more sexually active than other people, and uh, he has a don't give a f attitude towards things as well. And uh, uh, and yeah, he kind of uh, he's the prankster. He's the um, he he throws the big parties. You know, he's uh, he's he's kind of like the uh, the ugly side of America, really. I love don't give an f attitude. That's <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I could swear in the podcast, so I was like, that's not totally the tarnished reputation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, swearing on the podcast, you, I think fine. Well, no, it's, it's, it's personal preference. I just didn't want to... Uh... Personal preference. Didn't want to assume that's very kind of you. Um, but so that's, that's an interesting that that dynamic plays out in so many different TV shows and movies, isn't it? That you've got that 
sort of like actually two people who generally want the same thing mm-hmm. like maybe they want to sleep with someone before prom or actually in peep show they just want to sleep with someone yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> and you've got but then you've got those two different approaches and in general it's like the stiffler character who's maybe a bit over and don't give an f like jazz <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you've got someone like mark or ted mosby or um actually the main guy in american pie as well yeah um uh, i um jim jim yes yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. And it's the dad yeah. it's the dad eugene levy yeah. um, eugene levy yeah. is obviously in schitt's creek but alas we were saying yeah i think it's interesting that you do have the slightly more sensitive character mm-hmm. who's going about it from a different a different perspective mm-hmm. who is but then they actually tend to be also very flawed as well, well yeah, but bringing it back to Peep Show, though, I, uh, I feel that Mark and Jeremy are kind of a... Uh, it's it's a it's a difficult one, because it's kind of like they... I guess Jeremy is more stiffler, um, but he's also... Yeah, I kind of feel that uh, with Mark, though, he he isn't as sensitive, but he also... he Yeah, I, deal, I kind of think he's almost worse for it, because, like, the way he kind of... Uh, like in retrospect, how he kind of treats women all the way through uh, his relationship to romance and love is very, very flawed. And and to be fair to the writers, they do link it back to like childhood, like not trauma, but like his family is so like messed up. So uh, I I feel that it's kind of understandable to try and find this kind of fictitious the one because in in all the season five and onwards he's uh, mark is trying to find the one and it's people he's met once and he's like oh you're the one and it's kind of like a running gag all the way through <laughs> but it's kind of like 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 you you don't own these women mark do you know what i mean <laughs> and that's exactly like in the episode where he's uh, supposed to marry sophie yes and he goes into the coffee shop and he asks the barista to marry him <laughs> Yeah, but that's it. Like, and it is a really funny moment because she's like, "What you know?" Like, but uh, yeah, it's uh, and uh, and I'm not here to, to uh, shit all over feature. I love it, but it's uh, it's but it's talking about the uh, how these behaviors which did affect me. In, th- in fact, that specific moment, right when I was a teenager, I uh, I uh, went to this restaurant by myself because I was uh, I, I started doing comedy and uh, I. I did essentially. I wasn't getting married, but I was like just talking to a woman uh, I, um, who we had a nice conversation at the restaurant, and I was like, "Well," and I literally invited her to my friend's wedding. I was like, <laughs> "I was like, that's way too much," but because of uh, the kind of cult- like cultural conditioning of shows, I was like, "Well, that's totally normal. Mark did it, so it's fine." Do you know what I mean? But obviously, that's not cool. <laughs> That's what I think about this kind of like the nuance of a character being flawed is often lost on people, especially teenagers. Yeah, yeah, Um, absolutely. But so apart from, uh, you know, shaping your romantic life, what, why else did you choose Peep Show? Yeah, I think, um, I think uh, there's a lot to do with morality and masculinity in in, uh, in Peep Show, which we can kind of tap into later. But also, like, also sex as well. I think it, it gives a quite a genuine um, uh, viewpoint of sex. And uh, again, as a teenager, the kind of the operations of sex, I suppose. But also, and also, like, on a less salacious note, um, comedy as well. Like, it really taught me about a lot of new comedy and how how you can have a very innovative concept and you can talk about insecurities and you can talk about, uh, uh, yeah, uh, things which aren't really discussed that often in a very, 
uh, novel and delivering way. You know, I think it's uh, they they really push the boat out on something like that. And I I don't think something like that would get commissioned now. Uh, I think it's a lot harder to push that through. If you know what I mean, like uh, especially in like uh, on the on the big channels as well so uh yeah i think like the comedy aspect really changed my mind it really allowed me to get my voice out there in fact a lot of the humor i have today it kind of links to alan partridge and the, a peep show that kind of like um twist comedy the way it's kind of like uh, uh, the same one thing but actually undercuts it with the next thing they say if you know what i mean so i think that's uh they taught me a lot a lot taught me a lot yeah and it's very interesting what you say about insecurity what what about the show do you think does insecurity so well? Maybe you've answered this a bit already, but mm. to extrapolate. Well, like I, the first thing that pops into my head because um, like the I think insecurity is a possible buzzword because like i think there's a lot going on but like the whole humor arises from how they think and their logic and their logic is um is kind of uh, motivated by their insecurities like uh, the way that someone behaves in any scenes because they're thinking a certain thing which might be incorrect to the, the real life situation uh and also like and and but in terms of insecurities it, it allow it creates a whole driving force for the whole season like uh um Jez is needed to be loved, uh, loved uh, by by someone um, in season six, where he falls for Elena, the uh, um, I believe the Eastern European um, uh, person who lives in uh, who is having an affair with with Jeremy uh, with their partner Gail, and it's uh, uh, and Elena kind of plays Jeremy a lot, allowing him to kind of keep on um, having an affair with with her, but also not giving him the commitment he needs or asks for. Uh, and uh, yeah, and that insecurity builds up all season to get to the point in um, the season six finale episode where he tries to kill Gail accidentally twice, and like those those things build up and build up, and it it really does a great job of like built having that arc there as well. Like, uh, and it just it's not like it's not a demonstrable scene. He does it uh, accidentally. He does save Gail as well. And, uh, um, but it's, it is uh, interesting to watch that as well unfold. And I think that's an interesting thing to bring up is like the kind of deathy, murdery bit. Because <laughs> it, some of Peep Show is quite dark. Yeah. But it never, but it never feels like, that dark. Well, that's the thing because I feel that's it. Because the first time I watch any of it, it's like wow, bah, 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 it's really cool. But again, the more I watch as I get older, they uh, the, they sweep a lot under the carpet, and it is super dark. Uh, um, what do you think are some of the dark things in it? Because I've got a couple in my mind, like, and I feel that we could easily get like like three top dark, darkest pipe peep show moments quite easily, which people might have forgotten about. I'm not sure. I mean, let me have... Now I'm not going to be able to think of anything. It doesn't Jeremy kill a dog at some point? I think Mark kills a dog. Uh, uh, Mark, someone eats a dog. Yeah, Jeremy kills Mummy in season four at the stag do. He kills Mummy the dog. Uh, and then to, in, to try to hide it, he burns it. <laughs> he tries to bury it and burn it. And then they ask what's in the bag. He starts eating and pretends it's a turkey. Like, he eats dog. That's pretty dark. But to be fair, I think that's... With the, 
the kind of crescendo of peep show comedy. That is a, that is the I would say one of the funniest moments uh, in comedy history. To be honest, like it is grim. And also talking about insecurities, gets you get into that point where that's the only option for him to do, and it isn't even an option, but he does it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, and we, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I uh, but also but in the couple of seasons before that, um, Mark is stalking uh, Sophie, I believe, and to escape, he jumps over a hedge and he kicks a dog to death but they don't show it but they they insinuate it and uh yeah it's pretty like they just like wait hold on <laughs> did that really just happen but dogs do not fare well on this program absolutely not no it and as a vegan how do you feel about that <laughs> well i did watch it before pre-vegan days uh and i guess like yeah i I think animal cruelty is uh, is kind of a thing which I don't really uh, stand by in real life. But uh, uh, but also, I don't, I, to be fair, any TV show which shows any kind of hurting of animals does make me feel like queasy these days. But um, yeah, I um, yeah, I, I kind of feel with a uh, with Peep Show, it's kind of done. Um, the way it's even done is quite humorous because it's like the the comedy writer's like, yeah, don't don't it's like the fact that it's so passing is kind of like. Uh, it adds so much to the subtext of the show. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a, a very interesting choice in that way. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's pretty. Um, it, it, yeah, I feel like because it's so detached from reality. I suppose. Well, it's not. It's detached from real life. So I kind of feel that. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel uh, too uh, too upset watching it so much. But there are other dark things in there which are is genuinely upsetting. Like uh, not to be. Uh, uh, I, I'm not not sure if there's a trigger warning, but like, uh, um, there are there is there is a self harm scene in it as well. Like, uh, the end. Yeah. Um. I again, I can kind of I'll, I'll be quite light in the details, but it's in, I believe it's season two where Mark is so upset that Sophie is with Jeff. I believe that he uh, to get her back, he starts uh, self cutting, which is pr- yeah. Wow. And like, it's quite an underplayed scene. And Jeremy's like, "Are you okay? Do you need help?" And and it's and it's quite a, well, I would say quite a controversial scene uh, re- retrospectively, uh, but also like I think there's there's it's interesting why they went down that route as well, and uh, and I yeah I don't know I'm not sure if it was the most elegant way to to, to discuss it, but it, at least. I'd, at least it creates a conversation about self-harm, which I think is really important. I think it's important to talk about these things and to uh, actually know what to do in that situation. Do you know what I mean? And how, how you can actually help someone who is going through that as well. So, uh, yeah, I am... Um yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I think it's quite a dark scene because uh, I'm not sure if they handle it the best. But they, uh, it's, and I'm not sure if I would put it in my comedy show. But at least it's, uh, you know, it doesn't ignore that someone like Mark might actually do that. Yeah, and I think Mark's definitely portrayed to be a deeply depressed individual for most of the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's probably a little bit different from a point I was going to say, but I think the reason that the sort of dark elements of the show don't ever feel too overwhelming is because you get the sense that actually the characters are under so much like social pressure but actually kind of imagined social pressure mm-hmm. like with the dog you know he's eating it because he's so concerned that anyone would ever think that he burnt the dog yeah absolutely <laughs> or like, yeah. yeah or like leaving sophie at the like he's almost 
so embarrassed of the idea of jilting somebody that they have like a horrific wedding day and he goes through with the marriage and it's like actually you know you're being so terrible but you feel so deeply sorry for these like poor insecure characters that you kind of forgive them a lot of horrible things absolutely i think you've actually pretty much nailed the um i got the nail on the head there because i feel that that's uh, that's how they do it you know they do it because they are quite empathetic and they because they they kind of got themselves in situations which it like uh, they kind of put barriers uh, like the social uh, kind of social kind of like oh we can't do this you know we 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 absolutely cannot do this which makes it such a British show as well I think that's what there's a lot of Britishisms which will stop that you know what I mean because I feel like if it's an American show you just feel like hey man what are you doing you just you would just talk about it do you know what I mean like uh, mm-hmm. but also because it's because uh, of those social um, obligations it allows them to uh, yeah it, you see the logic happening it's like kind of a, a a, a very slow car crash if you know what I mean so it's a uh, it's a uh, yeah very very interesting in that way as well but um yeah I, I think uh, I think they do get away with a lot of things because um ultimately it's they are quite likable but I feel that I don't know I, I feel that 20 years of like retrospect you're kind of like hmm is it is it okay so one thing that David Mitchell said about the show I'm going to read you a quote oh this is a lovely piece of research sometimes research is done uh, in preparation for these episodes. So he said, I find it endlessly pleasing that the truth is that almost everyone feels like a bit of an outsider. I think that is the perfect summary of the characters in Peep Show. It's like we all empathise with David Mitchell's character because we know what it is to feel like constantly a bit awkward and a bit insecure and a bit of a loser. But obviously there must be varying levels and degrees of that i don't know what do you make of that quote yeah and i think outsiders is kind of the way it's portrayed because uh, before in between this came around i i think i struggled for a term to kind of describe who i was because uh, like you weren't quite this you weren't quite that and i kind of feel that mark and jeremy are in between us as well like i feel that that because uh, they're not quite that but they're not quite that either do you know I mean like, they they are both they're kind of opposites, but they also are very similar in a lot of ways. I uh, and also, um, yeah, and, and they're both outsiders for different reasons. Uh, Jeremy is an outsider because he's uh, kind of outside the social norms. He's also outside the financial norms as well. Uh, he's also um, he, he's an outsider um, who's trying to make his way in life, however delusional. But Mark is also an outsider, uh, kind of romantically and intensely, uh, and also. Um, I guess maybe not politically, but he's very definitely more outspoken. He's a bit more rigid and cynical. Do you know what I mean? He's very much, uh, yeah. The the social obligations definitely are more to do with Mark than anyone else as well. Uh, but uh, also, yeah, I don't know. I also think they're both caring in a way. They do a lot of things which are very mindless and very hurtful, but also they their in, intent is to care to begin with but how successful they are i don't know and maybe honestly i kind of think um on a personal note i think that's why i connect to comedy in that way i think that comedy is the art of outsider do you know what i mean i always feel that um well, maybe so for me i'm sure there are comedians out there who are like at the beck and call of uh, the popular people but i uh i feel comedy for me is certainly a an outlet to kind of show how odd I am, but also celebrate that fact, but also to uh, to kind of 
Uh, I did my show called Here Comes Your Man um, in Edinburgh in 2019. That's my debut hour in Edinburgh. And it was about, um, well, like, funnily enough, it does link to <laughs> to what we've been talking about. It's about uh, um, how I dealt with um, someone breaking up with me uh, and kind of discovering myself and resilience. And uh, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, it uh, links to Ted Mosby. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but yeah, what, what I mean by that is um, there's a bit, there's a couple of bits in the show where I... Um, I'm quite weird and I'm quite outsiderish, and I do stuff which is like, wow, that guy's a bit strange. But in the strangeness, at the heart of what I'm talking about, um, people can, can people can enjoy it where they go, oh, that's a bit strange. But also, there's people there who goes, yeah, I get that. Do you know what I mean? And it's not meant to be everyone in the crowd. Not meant to be doing observational comedy. But what it's meant to be doing is meant to be going, uh, be funny for people who are. Um, think it's a bit of an odd thing but also to connect to people who are the people who don't feel validated people who don't feel that they've had their voice heard or uh, have had felt that inkling as well because i've had gigs where people have been like uh, oh no that's totally weird what what on earth and they're quiet and then uh, other gigs people are like yes oh my god i get, finally someone said that do you know what i mean and and i'm not exactly like a one of these um yeah uh, it's it's all quite innocuous stuff but yeah i mean it's meant to be uh the foibles of everyday life and that's what peep show kind of taught me you can kind of yeah you you can pick up on these small tidbits of life and um uh, those idiosyncrasies which annoy you about other people or, or about yourself and deliver it in a very interesting way yeah and i think that's a really um i think that you've really summarized it amazingly there yeah, and so the other thing you mentioned about why you chose Peep Show was about masculinity. Mm-hmm. What that was when we were talking about in between us, I was thinking about that because actually, in on paper, like Jazz and Mark should really like have it all. You know, they should. Like, they, <laughs> yeah. You know, like they're white, they're middle class, they've come out of like Mark's definitely been to uni. They're like graduates, aren't well, they? Well, they both know? met at uni, so yeah. They met at uni, yeah, exactly. So like in theory, they should have it all, but they're in this like very cramped, very ugly flat in Croydon, and it's I guess it's kind of it's almost like. I don't know when the phrase paradise lost has come. (laughs) I don't know if that makes any sense at all. But I think it's almost, it's something about they're always trying to find the one. They're always trying to find the woman that's kind of going to make their life better. Mm -hmm. Because maybe they've sort of failed at that chance at success. I don't know. What do you think about? Yeah, it's, hmm. Yes, that's, yeah, there's a lot to bite into that. And uh, yeah, I. It was probably about four. (laughs) Sorry. No, well. (laughs) Um, yeah, well, I think when we loop back to masculinity, because I feel that there's um, that's a, another thing we can kind of tap into. But in terms of success, yeah, I think they 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 probably should have it all. But I think they, again, I think they are lacking fulfillment in their lives, so they they are looking for that thing. I think Jeremy's trying to find it in music. He's trying to find uh, trying to find that fulfillment in uh, in his life through music, uh, and the lack of that makes him feel kind of disconnected from life. Um, and love and because there's a I remember reading a a biography of Freddie Mercury and uh, to uh, to really uh, uh, butcher and uh, paraphrase what you're saying and saying that all artists um, are trying to cover up uh, that it takes a weird and interesting person to want to go on stage to get the love of many people it means that there's something gone on in your life to suggest that you are not happy and you I think every artist is a bit mad in that way because you are trying to 
fill that hole in your life with as much love as possible. And um, I think that's true to Jeremy as well. He's trying to cram... He's got so much... A big void in him where he's trying to cram it with uh, with either substance abuse or uh, uh, with uh, um, uh, one night stands or uh, with uh, trying to with music, but actually without having the talent to music, uh, so or, or the ambition to to improve, if that means. So, uh, um, so it's one of these things where he's kind of. St- I feel um, it's applicable for both, but they are kind of caught in a kind of limbo state. In all nine seasons, they're caught in a limbo state. Their lives do change, and they do grow in different ways, and they have avenues to escape, but for whatever reason, they do not. They stay in the same place. And the fact, I think the the funniest and the cruelest thing about Peep Show is that uh, where they start in season one is absolutely where they end up in season nine. The final season, uh, the final episode and final scene of Peep Show is um is that they they they're in their room together um being like uh, this is it this is and this is how our lives will always be i simply must get rid of you uh, and it's um yeah they love each other but also hate each other but also they are kind of the harbingers of their own um without each, their the other person they probably would be happier or may have had made other choices in their life or may have um uh, progressed in a different direction or but they also the fundamental they're kind of like they're kind of keeping each of us alive but also they're kind of damning each other at the same time but do you think it's the other person preventing them from achieving or do you think it's themselves <laughs> oh well i think do you know what i think it's certain situations for both for some for yes some for no uh, and I feel like because sometimes people are just uh, I think Mark and Jeremy have been capable of genuinely atrocious acts where they stop other people like they do something so malicious to the other person which stops them getting from what they want do you know what I mean like, uh, um, particularly with uh, Jeremy uh, falling in love with Dobby in season 8 uh, I feel uh, but then again there's flaws there anyway but I, I think it is a bit themselves but also um yeah, I think they're both uh, yin and yang, really, because they kind of connect. They're, bo- they're both opposites, but they do connect in that same way, but they can never escape that as well. They're, they're so comfortable living their life of uh, uh, of mundanity, really, that they um, they cannot escape, you know. And uh, also, like I think that's really highlighted in season nine when Jeremy's forced to move out. Tim Key's character comes in and um, to take Jeremy's room, and Mark is so bored of that lifestyle that he needs Jeremy to kind of have any access to any joy whatsoever. And Jeremy cannot function or live without Mark. Like he literally cannot live anywhere. So they kind of get to this this kind of this life of uh, joint misery. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're incredibly codependent. Yes, that's the right word. As well as well as being uh, as well as being like totally in hate with each other, they are very codependent. Um, so we've kind of tapped into the outside a bit and the success. What about masculinity then? From what we just asked. Yeah, I kind of I've kind of alluded to it earlier, but I kind of feel like masculinity. I think that it was interesting for me because. Um, uh, for anyone who's um, uh, listening to this, I, I uh, well, you can probably tell I'm pretty alpha male. Ooh, bloody heck! Uh, but like, uh, no, uh, no, I, I don't. I, 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 fe- I kind of struggle with my idea of masculinity because, like, I grew up in a place where uh, being macho is really important, and, and like, kind of like, uh, it's important to like cars and uh, uh, talk uh, in a derogative way towards women. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's the, like uh, that kind of the. 
the latent stages of like kind of uh, uh, of like misogyny and patriarchy kind of sewing down to me, and I never really subscribed to those views. I don't really subscribe to um, to. I didn't really like like uh, the uh, kind of uh, being like uh, into sports or being like uh, overly into uh, masculinity, and so I never really liked that. And I never I I felt like an outsider from the get go as well. But for Mark and Jeremy, I think they're very empathetic because they're not like that either. Uh, they are again from the get-go they 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 seem like different types of men who uh, jeremy's definitely more in touch with his emotions and uh he's in a weird way he's quite a sweet talker as well and also mark he's unconventional um but he also shows his masculinity in a different way not uh in an outrageous and like a um a lad 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 kind of way but he is more um stoical he's definitely more uh interested in history and uh, uh but Within that, though, they both have flaws in their uh, masculinity, which kind of stops them from being happy. And also, um, they get into a lot of trouble with their their kind of upheld masculinity, where it actually, if they were able just to connect with themselves or have be real with each other for a moment, they would actually bypass all of the hurt in their lives. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like if we kind of talked about um, in season three, at the end of season three and in the end, of, uh, the duration of season four, Mark is uh, planning his wedding to Sophie where he does not want to be in that relationship anymore. But because of social pressure, he's forced to do it because he's too awkward, which is very funny. Very, very funny. However, if he was just honest with himself or with Sophie or had the ability to connect to talking, which I, I feel with men and regarding mental health they don't have the toolkit to kind of connect to how they're feeling or have access to venting about that um despite having someone there to talk to uh, jeremy and jeremy does try to create that conversation but because of the way he's so uh shut out from his own emotions and his own feelings he's trying to control it with his thought and logic which is such a it's such a it's a walnut inside of his chest of toxic masculinity. Do you know what I mean? It's not there to be at first because you think he's actually quite, he's different from other men, but actually he's way worse because he doesn't know how to grow. He's, he's kind of got an, uh, like an oak heart, really. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful way of putting it. I think, yeah, he, he feels, he almost feels superior from other men. Yeah. But, yeah. but in many ways, he's, he's actually just kind of like this failed version of toxic masculinity. And even when where Jeremy is able to be like, you know, he's a bit the stiffler character, but not quite. Mm. But then Jeremy does like to open up and does like to be like, you sure, mate? And there's a moment in the before the wedding where he's like, you don't want to marry her. And he's very honest about that. But um, yeah, Mark just cannot Ooh. reach that level at all. He's so trapped in his own feelings. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but at the same time, I kind of feel that Jed's also, he kind of misses the mark and uh, with with his kind of masculinity, because he thinks he's such a free spirit, actually ends up being very uh, derogatory and misogynistic. There's a very funny line, but also uh, like there's this bit where he, um, in, in oh, I can't remember which season it is, but uh, he, um, oh, he, he goes to the sperm bank to donate and he goes, oh, well, he goes to the quite uh, attractive uh, receptionist, being like, "Hmm, well, uh, you know, if you were, if you want a private donation later on," and even in his head, like, "Oh, that's creepy." Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like it's funny because, like, it's obviously a hor- abhorrent thing to say, but like, like that's a thing he thought was sexy. Yeah. And in his head, he says, "Oh, that's creepy." Uh, yeah, he goes, "Oh, definitely missed the mark in that one." I think. <laughs> that's yeah, and that's where Peep Show isn't 
just gross like it's not just a comedy show which is like really misogynistic and awful like actually it does have the self-awareness of being like totally awkward and cumbersome and i think that's what the um pov camera mm-hmm. does really well is it it's obviously it's called peep show you've got the point of view cam that feels kind of very intimate and like porny for like a friend <laughs> <laughs> anyway you've got that and i think that makes you feel so awkwardly acquainted with the characters that it, it is kind of shining a light in how gross some of these behaviours are. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe I'm giving it too much credit. Well, <laughs> I think it's kind of, I think it's slightly unfair of me to kind of like shine such a harsh analytical light on it. But it's, well, I think it's kind of a, it is meant to be a comedy. It's meant to be kind of a interesting but i think they are two very fascinating character studies you know they are um very original characters and very and yeah i, I kind of find it's um isn't important to talk about these behaviors because i find it quite a lot uh, it's hard to kind of go back to the things i loved but like uh, 15 years ago because like the people writing them at the time they were uh yeah uh, they, they were very good at what they did but also Anything you write it and it's always political because it's always embedded in the time that you're writing it, meaning that the time they're writing it, those were values which are maybe a bit weird, but totally fine, uh, but or eccentric, you know what I mean? But now it's it with a different uh, with a 2021 perception, it's deemed definitely not okay, do you know what I mean? And that shows social progression for our years and also being able to talk more about openly about mental health and also how we feel. Uh, and um, society has changed um, a lot and for different reasons. Um, but also, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel that it's also impossible to not talk about that as well, especially with scenes. Uh, and because they really did go out there to put out scenes which are a bit, um, you know, different and in interesting and uh, they didn't play it safe which i think is important for a comedy show i think that i feel that it's important to kind of uh, um take some risks sometimes and uh, and even if you don't get the mark right 100 percent of the time i think it's at least it opens up a conversation you know at least uh, it, it you discuss things which um you can go hmm is that okay if jeremy did that or um is that like how ethical is it to uh, pretend that you're at uni to uh, or go to a shoe shop to <laughs> to uh, um, find a girl you talk to find out where she went to university follow her there enroll in her class for free and lie to her for the whole of the time there like that's not like 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 mm. yeah it's more you deconstruct it the more like oh okay is this cool do you know what i mean but i feel like you can do that with anything as well um but yeah especially anything i feel like especially anything made in like the noughties mm-hmm. the 20- like the early 2010s and noughties but they were there was so much well actually i spoke there's a proper like economic reasons behind it like in the noughties and 2010s tv networks in the u.s and to a certain extent in the uk decided they wanted to target like um young white men instead of what was before which was actually like things were progressively getting a little bit more diverse up into the 90s and early noughties so it's it's there's a reason why we now look back at Stuff made from our... I imagine we're sort of similar age. I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm, uh, I'm 27. Yeah, I'm 26. Um, so well, I think there's probably a reason we look back at things that from our youth and our ch- children's years and go, oh, my God, like, this was so, like, misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Or this was definitely made for a really specific audience. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe maybe Peep Show is made for that audience. And I think that's... You're, you are right. Uh, I feel like a lot of things have been tailored for that in the early noise but yeah I, I also felt like peep show was 
it can, I connected to it on an emotional level for the reason because they they were a bit different and they did feel as awkward as I did. Yeah, you know I mean, I think it was, it was both a blessing and a curse to watch as a teenager because I I picked up some things out of life which were really handy from it uh, and also um, in a weird way some empathy from it. But also at the same time there was things in there where I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure how uh, uh, how okay it is to uh, to because it's. Uh, yeah, and less for Peep Show, but definitely How I Met Your Mother. Like the idea of how you should go and uh, try and date someone or try to get someone to fall in love with you, and that desperate need to be fallen in love with is very, very harmful, actually. And uh, it took me a um, very long time to kind of undo all that. And uh, I find that that's why I find it difficult watching any of those shows now. Peep Show, I can watch because it's um, so accessible and there's a lot of things going on so i don't mind it too much but it yeah there are things in there like i can look at myself or how i can understand how a teenage young uh, wanting to be desired or but not being quite um attractive enough or uh, conventionally attractive enough in my own head uh, to be to uh, be attractive to someone else and uh, i kind of feel that that's it was kind of like a, a bible for me because i was like oh well that's I guess that's how I operate. I'm one of these two men now. Do you know what I mean? I, uh, I'm, um, I'm the Darcy lads. Yeah, I'm kind of one of those. Was there anything else you wanted to say about Peep Show before we left? Mm. Well, I, I think morality as well. Uh, um, we, we can, well, I, I think morality is really interesting as well. To be honest, we've kind of talked about that already, but I think the ideas of morality really help me philosophically, uh, mm. learning about what is right, what's wrong. Uh, there's a lot of things they do which are very, very wrong, but also uh, is the intent okay? Is the motive okay with that if it's there? But also a lot of things they do is just absolutely mean-spirited. But again, that, that links to the masculinity. But um, yeah, I'm not sure how... Uh, how much you want to go into detail on this but yeah it actually taught me a lot about sex and how like uh, that works especially with the POV camera obviously if you've never seen it before it's not it's not literally a peep show you're not seeing anything uh, too rude but like uh, just like uh, yeah as a teenager you don't know how that kind of thing works obviously there's there's um, like uh, adult uh, websites but it doesn't really give a true <laughs> depiction of what love making is but definitely it, not the awkwardness that you get yes, from watching peep, peep shows. Abs- but uh, but that's it because it was so interesting because it's like uh that's like and also like uh, uh you just just seeing how how things would operate or how would you would go ahead in initiating that that the most pivotal scene i think ever in my life and this is not something i'm really proud of or something i'm really would love to talk about because i think it's very relevant to the podcast like um like uh, the scene at- i'm a bit worried <laughs> no it's nothing too bad it's nothing too bad but uh, uh but like the scene where uh, mark is dating jeremy's new agent from sony at the christian festival um, i'm not sure if you remember yeah. it uh, Basically, um, she dated. Uh, well, she slept with Jeremy once, uh, and it was so awkward they stopped halfway through. Because let's never talk about it again. She's quite a hard stern lady, uh, and she she like a no bullshit kind of thing. And then she hangs out with Mark for a bit, and they start sleeping together. But halfway through their lovemaking, uh, uh, she goes, "Okay, this is what you need to do to make me feel better." She gives him literal directions how to do it, and I'm like, "What?" What? Uh, even Jeremy comments at that, being like, e- "That's cheating. She can't tell you what to do. That's not fair." <laughs> like, uh, uh, and uh, uh, which is very, very funny. But also, as a teenager, I mean, like, like someone's just telling you like they're genuine at how, how to like 
pleasure someone else. Sorry, it's such a rude thing to say, but like how you, uh, how like the the mechanics of doing that, and partic- mm. particularly like you know, like as a horny teenage boy, like uh, like it, even the thought of vaginas was mental. Do you know what I mean? So uh, mm. yeah, yeah, and that's actually true. Like in that moment, it's almost like you finally got someone being honest about what they need and what they want, and that's that. And it's the woman's finally got a bit more of like power in the situation in Peep Show, which they never do. They're always just like the objects of the affection. So mm-hmm. for them to turn around and be like, actually, I want you to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite amazing. Yeah. And I just I just think I learned a lot about. Um, yeah, I just learned about uh, uh, sex, really, like not not tons, but enough to kind of be like um, to just uh to kind of fill in the blanks before any experience was had, do you know what I mean? So uh, uh, again, one of the things, one of the things I did turn back and go, that's probably not okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, better than the adult website that you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, definitely watch Peep Show instead. I would say. <laughs> yeah, good. Brad, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, yeah, thank you for for listening as well. And uh, yeah, uh, if you. If yeah, if you want any recommendations for Peach episodes, I can definitely uh, point you in the right direction as well. <laughs> Perfect, amazing! Thanks so much, Matt. Hey, pleasure. Uh, take care. And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much to Matt Hoss for coming on the show. You can find him on Twitter at Matt Hoss Comedy, and you can also find him on Twitch. If you're looking for us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at TV Change Me Pod on Twitter and at TV Change Me on Instagram. Um, and you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, where it'd be lovely if you would give us a review. Music was produced by Iora, and um, episode was edited and produced by me. Think that's everything. Bye.